Women crave two things, Kate. Safety. They want to feel safe if there is a situation that this person can protect them. And they also want to feel secure. Welcome to Sex, Body and Soul. I'm Kate Roberts, founder of The Body Agency. And on this show, we talk about the marvel that is our bodies, what they can do and what they need to thrive. Ladies out there, our time is now. Let's get to it. Our next guest on the show is Rory Sassoon. We're going to be talking about how to date smarter to find the one. She is a high-end dating coach and matchmaker. She has her own company. It's called Platinum Poire. And she's also involved in a new dating app called Unfiltered. We shall be talking about how to date smarter, where your head should be, your values, and your actions. We'll be talking also about throwing away that checklist and even who pays during the first date. Rory Sassoon, welcome to the Sex, Body and Soul podcast. How are you? Well, Mrs. Roberts, thank you so much for having me. Miss. This is Ms. Ms. We, we got to get that right for all the single men out there who oh, maybe about hearing this podcast. Well, Rory, I have been in awe of your work for quite some time now, and I would love to hear in your words, what makes you such an expert on dating and love lives? You know, Kate, that's such a great question. And sometimes like I would even ask myself that question to be quite Mm -hmm. honest with you. And the answer that I have for you is that I actually have a damn good relationship with my husband. Mm. I screwed up in the past many Mm -hmm. times. And Mm -hmm. I believe that the seeds of success are always planted in failure. So now that I know all the mistakes that I've made in the past and really was self-aware about what I was doing and my mistake for me personally, this doesn't, doesn't mean everybody, right? This is my story, is that I really was always fishing and swimming in the wrong ponds. You know, Mm. I didn't realize that having similar values Mm -hmm. was really going to really bond a relationship. Of course, the chemistry, the pheromones, I was all about the pheromones. I was that girl, right? If the chemistry was hot, I was hot. But how long is that really going to sustain a relationship to survive and thrive? Okay. So we are really going to get into that in a minute, but I'm absolutely dying to just gossip with you for a second about some pop culture. I got to know you through Red Scarf Guy, aka Brian, a mutual friend of ours. And uh, everyone saw him on The Housewives. That was your work, right? You put him there. You put him there. Oh, yes, I did. (laughs) You were like, do I fix him up with Ramona? Do I fix him up with Carol at the time? Like it was all, it was a great plot. And You still work closely with the housewives and you've actually, as we all know, you have this elite dating agency. I will say it in my sexy British accent, Platinum Poir. Is that right? So, yes. Okay. So let's talk housewives. Okay. How did that whole thing go down and what do you know? Give us the inside scoop because they're all about dating and disastrous dating. I mean, honestly, disastrous. And I, and I, and I say this with love because I never try to be a mean girl, but I am very honest. Mm. These girls now, let's talk about the cast now, in my opinion, are truly undateable. <gasps> wow. 
Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. And just to let you know, back then my intention was to set Red Scarf Guy, aka Brian, up yeah. with Carol. Carol is the, was the most out of that whole crew, the most stable. I actually, yeah. you know, had a personal relationship with Carol, so there was more to her that I did know. I knew her story. I knew her marriage. I knew the kind of person that she was and what she was looking for. There was much more insight. You know, people say, set me up, set me up. But it's like, if you want to set someone up properly, you really need to get to know them. You need to understand who they are, what their value system is so that they have those shared values with a partner and kind of really what their past looks like. Because Kate, I'm a big believer. If you don't have any baggage, it means you haven't traveled. No. Now, come on. At 52, yeah. we hope you've traveled a little bit, correct? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm 119 countries, but I know I'm not the norm. <laughs> but but let's unpick that for a second. So it's a little disheartening, right? When you see these very attractive women who spend a lot of time on their appearance, a lot of plastic surgery, they're in the public eye, and they're now undateable. Okay. Why are they undateable? And I get what you're saying. Like, you know, there has to be chemistry, there has to be a spark, that you can't tick every box. Why are these ladies undateable? Because I think that what they're looking for, mm. they are not bringing to the table themselves. You know, you made a very good point. And the first thing you said was, they take so much time on their appearance. They've done mm. plastic surgery. But what about, that's the outside, Kate. Yeah. Talk yeah. to me about the inside. What have they done on the inside to make themselves so self-aware? When you're on television, it's really hard, I think, to have the humility that you should have and the self-awareness because people are, people to me, movie stars, not all of them, of course, but it's very, very easy for someone like in Hollywood, someone who's on The Real Housewives of any city and any channel to be a TV star. You know that I think that reality TV stars are more written up than the, than the Angelina Jolie's of the world at this point. Well, they seem more famous, but right. for the wrong reasons. <laughs> Correct. But I think yeah. that they're they're drunk on their own power. You know, yeah. I have seen the way, and I do like Ramona as a person, but Ramona doesn't see herself. No, she's not self-aware. She's mm. not self-aware at all. Mm -hmm. She's a lovely person. I, I have nothing negative to say, but let's talk about her as to set her up for me was quite difficult mm. because you know, she wanted someone younger than her. She wanted mm -hmm. someone who also, in my opinion, she wanted someone who might be, let's say, 60 or 55, where she, God bless, she's 64. And like I said, she looks amazing. She but, really does, yeah. By mm -hmm. the way, that man that she's looking for is dating the 45-year-old, yeah. is dating the 50-year-old. And she mm -hmm. wants somebody who has edgy and is maybe more a little bit of a player. When you're looking for that, mm -hmm. he's not looking for you. And, and, oh. and, and like I said, I don't want to sound disheartening, and that's not everybody, but I think the biggest thing and the biggest problem I have with some of the housewives is not being self-aware. Yeah, yeah. Self-awareness, that's key. So key. So key. Now, I do happen to know that the Countess, I think from just watching the show, she actually was on Bumble and on a couple of the dating sites. And met a guy who she then dated on the show through one of these dating sites. So even the housewives are on dating sites. I find that very surprising. You know, I'm going to tell you something, and I'm curious to hear your opinion. 
Yeah. Okay. First of all, it's, you know, it's very lonely out there. And yeah. especially the more famous you are, the mm-hmm. lonelier it is. Mm-hmm. So you just want that human connection and you don't want someone to judge you because you're on this show or that show as great as that is, right? Mm-hmm. And incredible and successful as that is, it's also could be really like your biggest setback. You know, yeah. Yeah. like I said, whether she's the countess or whoever she is, the craziest people are on dating apps. Like that you would be like, like you said, and, and, and we're told, let's talk about really famous people. You took the words right out of my mouth. Exactly. Yeah. And look, he's with JLo. He was with JLo. He was married to Jennifer Garner. Listen, at the end of the day, they're all human beings. Yeah. They're all yeah. people. Yeah. And people are the same. We all crave human connection. Of course, of course. Now, do you actually know the statistics of, because it seems like everyone is on dating apps now. And I know you're involved with one of them, Unfiltered, which we'll talk about. So is this completely normal? It used to be a massive stigma. Everyone was so afraid that they were going to be seen by somebody because they might be judged as a loser. Right. So what's the scoop now? Like, is this completely normal? No, I think that right now, especially after a pandemic, when you can't meet people, right? You, you're not going out to bars. We, 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 we had to take a pause for a second. So now, especially now, dating apps has become the norm. It's the yeah. only way for people to communicate and mm-hmm. to feel like, okay, maybe I can actually meet my Prince Charming in quarantine. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what are the most popular sites now, in your opinion? Like, is it Hinge, Bumble? Like, what, what, are the, what are the goodies? What are the goodies and what are the baddies? So I hear, you know, like I said, I hear that Bumble is definitely a goodie because it gives the woman the power where yeah. a lot of other dating sites do not. Yeah. Of course, people love Hinge because Hinge is friends of friends, right? So there is some kind of accountability. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. is it? So so I I, I actually like that. I, I'm very pro-safety. And yeah. we'll bring it back for a minute. That's why like, people would say to me, like, why would you align with a dating app? Like, you're an elite matchmaking service. Like, yeah. why would you do that? And yeah. until now, I never would, Kate. And the reason why I would is because Unfiltered has an eight-point verification system where they actually take your picture within the app. So you can't catfish and you can't lie. They also verify you through your social media, through mm-hmm. your Instagram, through your Facebook. Mm-hmm. Facebook t- says your age, right? There, you yeah. really, it's hard to lie. Although people change it. People do change it. Yeah. Right. But at least yeah. for this, the catfishing and verification and creating mm-hmm. more of a, da- a dating space that's safe. Well, mm-hmm. the reason why I had aligned with them is because they actually wanted to date smarter. And what do I yeah. mean by that? Yeah, I am I like the that. one mm-hmm. being on their platform three times a month, and I'm educating people on how to date better. You know, just because someone might have a high IQ doesn't mean that their EQ is so, you know, on par. They, not, yeah. they might need to learn a thing or two about dating, especially if they've been in a long-term relationship for a long time, of course. So how many people are catfishing? And for our listeners, just explain what catfishing is so they know what that is. So catfishing is, Kate, if I was to say, Kate, you know what, let's take a picture of your face, okay? But we are going to put it on, you know, uh, Naomi Campbell's body or a model's body. You understand? So we're going to show this amazing appearance, right? And then all of a sudden, you know, you're in bikini pics here and there, and the guy thinks that he's meeting you in that way where that's not really true. 
Yeah. Okay. And how many people are doing that? Well, I have to say it's definitely a large percentage and it's probably over like 45%. And that's scary because you're actually wasting someone's time. You're being so dishonest Mm -hmm. and it's not fair. You know, all we have is time, right? In life, once, once the time has passed, it's done. So a lot of my friends complain about how long, I think most of them are saying, God, this dating, online dating business is, it's like a full-time job. Like you have to stay on it. You have to filter it all out. A lot of friends, you know, have a call before they then go to meet them and then they're going to meet them and it's still really disappointing. And it's like, what, what, what each time? Like, what do we do? What do we do about that? What are some of your tips? You know, Kate, I always say like, I'm a very big believer of like, the way we view ourselves, right? So if we're a happy person, one of my famous quotes are happy attracts happy. And I think mm-hmm. that when we go out there, we should always also be like camera ready. You know, and, and mm-hmm. by the way, single or not, you know, it's just about making an impression. You don't have a yeah. second chance to do that. So yeah. when you look good, right? Even if you're running to the store to get a, a, a like a carton of milk, whatever you're doing, why wouldn't you put your best foot forward? I promise you, you never know who you're going to meet. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I agree. But what about the time wasting? Are are there any measures to when you are online dating to think about? One one thing that you've said to me in the past, which I think is really interesting is, and also you said this about the housewives, that they're they're ticking certain boxes as in he needs this much money. You know, he needs a boat. You know, other a plane. people have got a plane. <laughs> other people have got less expectations. They're like, I just want him to have a job and a car. Right. Um, or, or his own hair. But what, let's talk about that for a second, because I think, you know, that it's a lot of smoke and mirrors, right? These, you're essentially choosing somebody from a photograph. You are. And that's why, like, I love when you can get on a phone call. Yeah. Get on, move it over from the app. Don't leave too long between communication. Texting, Meaning, endless texting. If you're texting, like, let's get on a phone call. Let's get on a FaceTime call. I love FaceTime. It's yeah. amazing because at least you can actually, I mean, we can't look into each other's eyes, but for the most part, we kind of can from a distance, yeah. right? Yeah. And we can also see like, oh my God, talking to this person, I could speak to them forever. What? An hour went by? This yeah. was so easy. Yeah. It was effortless. You know, let's move right from the texting, right to the FaceTime, and then hopefully on a date. Yeah. So what happens if you've had amazing texting and then you get on the phone or you do a FaceTime and it's awkward because, you know, one of you is really shy or, and it doesn't go very well. Do we, do we still move that forward? Do we go on a date? Like, well, listen, if, if, if let's say as a woman, right, we're so programmed that we want the man to ask us out on the date, yeah. right? Yeah. So I guess for me, if the man was going to ask me out on the date and I felt like this was a nice person and there was some good texting banter, I would give it a shot because maybe like you said, you know, the FaceTime was a little awkward. It wasn't so, it wasn't flowing so well. And if I feel that I like everything so far that I know of this person, like it's a night, it's a drink, it's a dinner. I always say like, you never know. You never know. Give yourself an opportunity. If you don't go, you're never going to know. Now, now what are the rules these days? You know, if a guy asks me out for dinner, I fully expect him to pick up the check. And if he doesn't, it's a bit of a turnoff. I have to, I have to admit, not that I'm a gold digger, but it's like, you know, pay the check, do the right thing. What are the rules these days? 
Oh my God, you're you're speaking my language because I have a major problem when a man is not a man. Meaning yeah. he should be a gentle yes. man. Yes. Right? Yes. So to me, I know I've taught my sons, okay, who are 25 and even 18, that you never ever let a woman put her hand in her pocket, not for ice cream, not for gum, and surely not for dinner or a drink. Oh. Ever. That's the way that I believe. And I think that when a man allows a woman to do that, it's very distasteful for me. I don't want a man like that. To no. me, that's going to be big problems down the road. Yeah. So what about etiquette? I mean, should the girl at least say, would you like to split this? Or does the no. girl just sit there and say nothing? You know what? I don't want that kind of relationship. I think that you should be honest with yourself. If that's okay for you, and that's the way you're brought up or you that's your belief system and you want to be 50-50, yeah. I'm no one to judge. That wouldn't work for me. Yeah. If you were asking my, my opinion, like mm -hmm. we're talking right now, to me, I stick to the same opinion and that is let a man be a man. So a lot of my friends who are all successful, they have their own careers, they earn a lot of money, they're out there, they would probably really do well with your elite dating service. Um, <laughs> because their biggest problem is men become completely intimidated by them. And then you know what? Am I allowed to curse on this? No. <laughs> okay. So I would say screw them. Okay. That's okay. Okay. Yeah. And because if a man is not a man and a man is not confident and a little old me is intimidating him, that's not the man for me. And that's not the man for them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I want confidence. I don't want arrogance. There's a big difference. I want confidence. I want someone that's just going to make me feel so comfortable that they can handle it and they can take care of it. And I don't mean, forget, let's, let's put aside finances for a second. Mm -hmm. Women crave two things, Kate. Safety. They want to feel safe if there is a situation that this person can protect them. Mm -hmm. And they also want to feel secure. And secure means so many different things. I know, and I'm sure as you being a single woman, right? Don't we want to feel that our partner is making us feel like we're safe on all levels? Oh, I married, I married somebody because he made me feel safe and secure. Absolutely. Right. Those were the reasons right. I got married. Yeah. But then girls want a lot of other things as well. And, you know, put the materialistic to the side of and sadly, that drives a lot of women still is how much money yes. does he have? What does he have? Material things. At the end of the day, that just doesn't matter. It doesn't right. matter. To me, I, I, I agree. You know what? I always feel like the money's never going to love you back. Ooh, you know, like I love that. It's never going to love you back. You know, my ex-husband, let's talk about intimidation. If I can give you a little bit of a personal background. Yes, please. Was very intimidated. It's not necessarily by me. I was really, really young, but I came from a very high profile family mm -hmm. at the time. And he walked into my house. It was a big house. And he looked around and my mom caught him saying this, hmm, this is a very big house. And she was like, ew, because even if you're thinking that you kind of like keep that to yourself. And it just spoke volumes on the way that the next seven years of our relationship played out. Mm -hmm. He always made me feel like I needed to apologize. And I felt like I was being punished from where I came from. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, that's a big problem. And that's why I got divorced. Yeah, yeah. Well, we can absolutely talk about divorce, but I do love what you said. Money is not going to love you back. Now, I have a a very dear friend who is a massive celebrity, and I've known her for a very long time, and she was even just on Ellen, the Ellen show, and was talking about the fact that she can't seem to get a date, and she is the most beautiful, engaging, funny. I mean, she is just sunshine and light, and I don't get it. She's on Raya and she's extremely recognizable. Like everyone knows who this lady is. Right. Like what's going wrong? I try to coach her and I'm not even a relationship coach, but I, I try to coach her and we touched on this with the housewives, but she's in a whole different class to all Lee, of that. Right. Yeah. So let me ask you. Yeah. So do you think that it's the actual initial meeting that's hard for her? Or is it that when she's when she's on the date or she's, you know, trying to get herself into, into a relationship, where is the difficulty? Is it just meeting the it's, person? I think it's meeting the person. Right. Because once she meets them, she's probably amazing. Well, she is amazing. And we, you know, we all say how incredible she is. But I'm just interested when you are at that level, how does that work? I mean, I guess you have to push yourself to get out there and meet people. You know, look, you definitely have to push yourself to get out there and meet people. You know, that's why, like I said to you, you know, that's why I created the service I created Mm -hmm. because it is very discreet. And because people don't want anybody else knowing their business. Mm. And it is very private. And how does it work? Talk us through, you have a client and it's a high profile person. What do you and Sarah get up to in the matchmaking process? So what we do is, is that first of all, my partner is a doctor. You know, um, his name is Dr. Gluck. He's been a personality profiler for over 45 years. He also does executive life coaching Mm -hmm. and he has a gift, you know, obviously being a profiler and studying to do all that. We had combined our talents, which is really me being the face of the brand, you know, networking the brand, but he would do the profiling. So when you profile someone now, imagine after, I don't know how many over way, way over a thousand clients. So let's say over a thousand hours for me that I've sat next to him in that room. He was able to speak to a person, look into their eyes, basically tell them all about themselves and really what would be, what type of person would be a great fit for them. Yeah. And that for us was our secret sauce. You know, that's what other matchmakers don't have. How do you find the guys? So you've got all these women. How do you find the guys? So it's interesting because he like I said before, is an executive life coach. He's treated, he has trained, you know, people who are CEOs of major companies and COOs, businessmen, entrepreneurs, where he has worked with them on a professional level. And of course, your professional and your personal kind of cross over. And a lot of his clients have actually become our clients if they were suitable. I see, got it. So you let's get back to Ramona for a second. Okay, so as you said, Ramona is 63. It looks amazing. I mean, she, she looks 45, I think. Amazing. Uh, um, um, amazing. And she really looks after herself, and that's great. But as you say, she wants a millionaire with a plane and a boat, and they're dating younger women. What is she going to do? Like, what, what's, what should she do now 
in being more self-aware and changing her strategy for success. What advice would you give her? Well, it's also interesting because a lot of successful, powerful men do not want to be on page six, as I'm sure you know. Yes. And it is her career. She definitely needs to lower her expectation on what she's looking for and be more realistic. And like you said, we spoke about before, definitely being more self-aware, understanding what it is to be a partner. It's not all about you Mm. all day, every day. Mm. Men don't like that. You know, they want to feel, listen, it's very simple, Kate. Men want to be fed. I can't say the other word. You know, they want to feel like they're loved and they're nurtured and we want to stroke their ego. And we always, always, we want to make a man feel like a man. Yeah. Because once you emasculate a man, any man, rich, poor, it doesn't matter. He has checked out of that relationship so fast. Mm -hmm. So you go on a date and things are going well. You've got great chemistry with the guy. He's got great chemistry with you. Your pheromones are flying. You've got your butterflies going on in your stomach. Can you have sex on the first night? Like, what's your what's your recommendation here on all of that? Because I was brought up by a Roman Catholic mother and she just drummed it into me to, you know, my body is my temple and keep it to myself. But I would love to hear from you what you think about all of this. So I was brought up with a Jewish mother <laughs> who said exactly the same thing. Thing she would say, why buy the cow when you can get the milk for free? Like the typical Jewish mother. Yeah. Like that's what she was saying to me. And I have to say, you know, you have to also identify what you want from this person. Is it just a hookup? Is it that? Is that what you want, or do you really want a relationship that's going to be healthy that you actually can form a genuine connection? Mm-hmm. I'm a big believer in developing the foundation of a relationship first where there's at least an emotional connection. I do too. Mm -hmm. You know, like sex is just another form of communication. It's a really fun form of communication, but it's another form of that. And I think that, I don't know, like, how do you feel, Kate? Like, I know when I would wake up in the morning, let's say after by being with this person, like, I want to feel good. I want to feel like we discussed this. I want to know that he's not sleeping with someone else. I want to know that he's invested in me and I'm invested in him. That is important for me. And that's something I would suggest. Yeah. You know, that's my advice. Yeah. No, and I I live that. I know exactly what you're talking about. I could not have a one-night stand. It would be absolutely impossible for me. So no hot girl summer for you, Kate. No, no. Well, I couldn't if I tried. (laughs) I I really couldn't. Um, What about kissing? Is kissing okay on the first date? Yes. Because that's very intimate. Kissing is intimate. It is. It is. But if you are feeling it, it's just like the pharaohs are kind of pulling you together. It's like nothing's going to happen. So like you kiss that person, they kissed you. Listen, I'm a big believer too. If it's if the kiss is good, yeah, the we rest have a lot is good. to look forward to. Yes. If the kiss is bad, <laughs> that's not a good sign. Absolutely. Okay, let's get to pop culture for a second. Sex and the City. You're a New Yorker. What has that done for our culture? And it's coming back, right? So we're all excited. Oh, I'm so excited. So I probably know every episode by heart, Me too. which is embarrassing. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's funny. We were talking about The Real Housewives before. You know, someone had asked me, 
okay, how I feel about the Real Housewives of New York. And I said, oh my God, they need a do-over on that cast. It should be sex in the city. It should be New York. It should be fashion. It should be fun relationship problems, light and fun and sexy. And the hot spots of New York, like that's what I think of like, they have a gift, they have a platform, the Real Housewives of New York City. Damn it, why are they not doing that? Why yeah. are they not showcasing that? Yeah. How sexy would that be? Well, you know, it's just... I, they kind of do. I mean, I, I feel like they're trying to do that. I mean, you watch the Real Housewives of, of New York and, you know, they're all dressed up to the nines. They show them flirting with boys. They, they don't necessarily go into their whole relationships, but they kind of do. It's kind of mimicking... Sex in the City. We need a new version, in yeah. my opinion. But, you know, that's just my opinion. Yeah. As far as Sex in the City, meaning the Carrie Bradshaw and that whole thing that I'm so excited for that comeback. I mean, it just really has made women identify with all the relationship problems that are out there. We're not lonely. We yeah. can identify with each other. Like they say, you know, women, you know, men, babies, we're, we're each other's soulmates. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's so much fun to bond with a girlfriend about whatever relationship issue you might be having. And it was so light and so fun. And we could really use that right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We really could. I remember the post-it show. Do you remember the post-it when he slapped the post-it note? He broke the up with her with a post-it, a post-it. <laughs> Disaster. Totally. Now, this is term ghosting. Okay, how awful is ghosting? I mean, at least, you know, just show some chivalry or something. Just communicate. Some class. Some class. There you go. Some class. Please. You know what, though? Women are, let me tell you, women also are ghosting. They are not, you know, free of that. They ghost also. And I hear that from men a lot, too. You do? You know, here they are supposed to go on a date, confirming they end up ghosting them. So not only are women victims of it, men are, too. Mm. And you know what? You never know, to me, You Mm -hmm. never know who knows who. You know, wherever we're all living, it always ends up being six degrees of separation. I would, my advice would be, if you're not interested, just like be classy, be honest. Don't give someone false hope. It's it's not okay. Like I know I wouldn't want someone to treat me that way. Mm. So a, um, a really, really good friend of mine is going through a divorce right now. And she's asked me to help her set herself up on one of these dating sites. And of course, I thought of Bumble, but then I now know about Unfiltered, so I'll be checking mm-hmm. that out. What are some of the things that she should think about when she's building a profile for herself? Well, definitely her photos, okay, of course, are super important. You know, I always tell people no sunglasses, no photos with other people, mm-hmm. you know, do something that's obviously appropriate and happy. Even like a lot of times people want to get so glammed. Isn't it good? You, and you can do that. Mm-hmm. But definitely showcase like the natural beauty in you, you know, especially men. How many times do I hear them say, I love my girlfriend. I love my wife without makeup. I know my husband says that all the oh, time. And I'm like, yeah, honey, check your eyes, <laughs> you know, but it's just so much prettier when someone looks effortless, Yeah, you know, you yeah. could see like their eyes, you could see their, their natural, beautiful features. Yeah. That's definitely one thing. I also would say to be honest in your profile. Like if you're not this person that's running to museums and, you know, you, in in theory, it sounds good. Like you want to be doing all those things, you know, but that's not really who you are. You know, you should be honest 
And also showcase your personality. Like I love when I read something, like we were talking about sex in the city, right? And how we love the banter, right? That's, is it, wasn't that like so much fun? But imagine here I am creating a profile, right? Let's say for this friend. I would love to read. I want to laugh. You know, yeah. whatever that person's humor is. Mm-hmm. I would want to have their personality. I would want it to be leafing, leaping off the page. Mm. Because that's gonna, that's also going to know that a guy just didn't look at your picture. Well, they're going to do that, though. They're going to they do, do that. Men are visual. Men are absolutely visual. Face, body, legs. That's what they're going to look at. Oops. Bikini, boobs, <laughs> yeah. But so bikini shot, no bikini shot in the profile. I don't think so. Really? I, I mean, listen, if, if a person wants to have somebody look at them because that's what they're showing, then that's on you. Yeah. It's, I'm not saying you need to be buttoned up at all. Like, be classy, sexy. Like, you could do that. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the deal with men and fish and car selfies? What's, what's the deal <laughs> with that? Why, did, why is there so many of those? Holding up fish or at the gym? And I hear from men also that girls do the same thing. They're at the gym. They're they holding do. fish up. They're in a car. Like, why are people taking those? Why, and also, bathroom selfies. Why is somebody with a toilet the in worst. the background? Toilet in the background. What's that? Horrific. And by the way, that's something that I talk about on Unfiltered, on the app, uh-huh. on the um, website. Yeah. I was like, no, provoca- no provocative pictures, no bathroom selfies. Like, wouldn't you want someone to look at you and be like, oh, wow, she looks like she really has like a nice background. Or maybe somebody wants, I think people mistake the fish for being like this outdoorsy kind of person. Like you're not. Right. You're not skiing. You're not playing tennis. You're not hiking. You're holding up a fish. Who cares? <laughs> well, plus, you know, that gives the impression that you're out fishing, which literally is, it's, not right. very, it's not really very sexy, is it? No. My goodness, the time has just flown by. I have so many more questions for you, as I always do. So this, this podcast is called Sex, Body, and Soul. And I always like to end with hearing from you some tips on really how you live your own life with your own sex life, with your own body and your own soul. And how do you treat those three things? What are the three things that you would do for yourself with sex, body and soul involved? Okay, so let's start with sex, my favorite one. (laughs) (laughs) You know what, Kate? I ask for it. I'm not shy about it, okay? I'm very vocal. Like, my husband jokes around and he goes, never have to worry about you. You're not shy. I'm like, no, because you're my partner. Like, we're married. Like, aren't you flattered that I still, after 21 years, that I still want to bother you to have sex with you? And in a fun way, in a sexy way, you know, whether you're laying down in bed or whether you're just vocal about it, depends on what's going on, you know? So if you want it, ask for it. I do. Mm. And you want to know something? In over 21 years of marriage, my husband and I have a nice relationship in the sense where we believe, unless I didn't feel good, thank God it's not really the case, or him, I never believe in turning my husband down or vice versa. So do you initiate more than him usually? You know what? I think we go through phases. Yeah. But I'm a very like open person where I'll be like, honey, like you need to take care of me now. And he'll laugh about that. But he's happy because it also says, honey, I'm interested in you. I desire you. I want you. 
Right. You know what, Rory? I think that's an amazing thing because you have, as a woman, you have given yourself permission to and power and power in your sex life. Well, you know, we talked about Bumble being, you know, we we have the power as women. I'm not entirely sure because the only power thing we get is that we have to write the first note. But right. But you've given yourself permission for pleasure and intimacy, mm-hmm. and so of many course. women are like, oh no, I can't possibly do that. I have to wait for him to initiate and they're just afraid to be rejected. And you've just, you've just taken, taken it off. Control. You've taken Taking the, control. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So that's sex. Let's talk about body, right? Body for me is really taking care of myself. I'm good to myself. I like, for me, I love touch. I love massage. Mm-hmm. I know that's something if I could treat myself, which I do, between, you know, working out and trying to take care of myself and eating right and just living a healthy lifestyle. But that's my thing. Like everybody has their thing. That's my treat for myself. Mm. So for my body, I definitely try to live a healthy lifestyle, but massage for me is really, and also it's very sensual. Do you love your body? I do. And you know what? I I really didn't love my body. I'm 48 until I was 40. I really didn't. And what, what was that transformation? What happened to you to love your body after 40 years? You know, I think that women, you know, first of all, and and I I don't know if you do know this, but we enter our sexual prime in our 40s. Yeah. And I think that it's also becoming confident and comfortable that I don't want to look like my daughter. I don't want to dress like my daughter. I'm like, I've gained those points to wear certain things that are chic, that are elegant, Mm. that I feel like I feel like a powerful woman. I had the experience and the knowledge that I'm just going to own that. And I'm I'm just going to, I don't need to be X amount of pounds on the scale. That's not going to determine my happiness. Mm. You know, I, 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 listen, I've been through, you know, that thank God I've always had a very healthy relationship with food my whole life. I've been very, you know, lucky, but I just said, you know what? A woman should be curvy. A woman should, you know, not be like, oh my God, if I eat this, I'm going to gain a pound. Like, that's not loving ourselves. Mm. You know, and I, I think a lot of women are like, they presume to know what men want and might be looking for. And really, it's all about if you love yourself and you love the body you're in, it really doesn't matter because that man is going to find you sexy because of your confidence and your exactly. and your joy of being in your own skin. I mean, I sure. love looking at myself in the mirror. And, you know, some people are like, they roll their eyes and I'm like, well, you know, why not? I love the form I'm in. It gives me power. Exactly. And the power to do with your body what you want. Well, yeah. And lastly, I just want to say, which is really important, and it's something that I've discovered in the year 2008, I want to say, for soul. Mm. Soul for me is the power of prayer is huge. Mm. I do not eat my breakfast in the morning, never, ever, ever, without opening my prayer book. And I pray to God for all the things that I, I thank him for all the things that I have, Kate, and I thank him for actually all the things that I don't have. Mm. So I just want to start my day on a very grateful note. And at the end of the day, like we said, it's about loving yourself first. Because if you cannot love yourself, you do not have the power to love someone else. Mm. 
Well, I think that's an excellent note to end on, Rory. And you're absolutely amazing. And by the way, you always look so chic. I ah, follow you, you. On, on Instagram. And why don't you tell the listeners how to reach you or perhaps what your social media is? And we'll go from there. Okay, I definitely will do that. Thank you so much, by the way, first of all, for having me. I think that your questions were really insightful for me. You know, I have a lot of people that ask me a lot of questions. I do a lot of podcasts, a lot of TV, but I felt like this was talking to me, like who I am, what my beliefs are, you know, not just me educating people, but you know, kind of, you have to, if you're going to talk the talk, you better walk the walk. Right. Totally. So it was just so fascinating and interesting for me. And your listeners can find me on my social media at Instagram at Rory Sassoon. And if they're interested in hearing the, my podcast, it's Let's Get Raw with Rory. And my business is at PlatinumQuad.com. Awesome. Well, I look forward to being on your podcast. Can't wait for that. And I'm going to have you back on. So get ready. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, Rory. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Sex, Body, and Soul. Remember, you can find all of my favorite products and resources to support your health and sexual wellness through my one-stop shop, The Body Agency. Be sure to sign up for our email list at thebodyagency.com for the latest curated recommendations from our industry experts and use our special promotion code to get a 10% discount, podcast10. Thanks for listening.